0: Film Dunkirk, right? Who filmed Dunkirk?
1: Christopher Nolan, did he? No. Yes, he did? No, he did. Don't lie to me. He's there. He's the director. Let's start, okay? Okay. The, the episode hey already guys. started. Already <laughs> started? What do you mean? What? You already started the episode? What are, you, what are you talking about? We did. Hey, I feel like I'm too close. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Aiden. Right, go ahead. Keep going. This is Aiden, and uh, with my friend Marshall here, welcome to The Life Project, where. We tell funny stories about people's lives that that will become a podcast one day and Aiden's dreams will be fully realized and Marshall will come to his house and see Marshall Aiden's setup and Marshall will be like, holy cow, Aiden, I once had a dream to do a podcast. It's going to be called the Cinnamon Lounge. Cinnamon. <laughs> Cinnamon Lounge. It's going to be big. I love your setup. Action.
0: Okay. Welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the newest episode of Cinema Lounge, the official podcast of the great Scub Do the YouTube channel that I touch, and wow. I I have to change what I say now because we've actually started updating yeah. the Wait, YouTube say channel. It again. What's to say? What? It used to be because it was just a barren YouTube channel for so long, and I would say welcome to the Great Grayscale, uh, the Cinema Lounge, the YouTube channel. Leave. No, I can't say it. Welcome to Cinema Lounge, the official podcast of the great scub do the youtube channel that we never touch but now i started uploading the uh, episodes of the podcast oh to great it.
1: scub Two is your the
0: great scub do the great scrub do the
1: great is your youtube channel
0: yes except yeah. that now it's called cinema lounge so that's a very confusing so introduction now that time. i think about yeah. it that's smart huh i feel like i have to keep saying the official podcast of the great scub do though no i'm just gonna keep
1: asking you right now so people who are listening to this are already on YouTube. Never ever doubt again what the YouTube channel is called. It's called Cinema Lounge. Yeah, Cinema
0: Lounge. Cinema Lounge. C- Cinnamon Lounge. Cinnamon Lounge. Cinema Lounge. Cinema Lozenge. I'm Marshall, and I'm always here. I keep automatically looking at the camera, even though it's not on. Um, I'm always here, except for the one time that I wasn't. Who and it? Uh, Ben did. He talked about Tarzan. By I was himself? like, "Hey, I need you to do an episode right now because I'm not. I don't have time myself." Yeah. Wow. I've done a couple episodes by myself. I'm going to do another one by myself. No, I think too. it's fine. It's, you know, well, that's fine. Whatever. I mean, I don't, I'll do one. You can do fine. one by yourself whatever. if you it's want to. It's okay. Um, and I have with me Aiden. Hi guys. I'm Aiden. I'm Marshall's coworker and well, about
1: said an ex-lover, but
0: I guess kind of.
1: Um, I love movies. I've gotten to movies way more recently. Marshall knows way, about, way more about movies than I do, but I I feel like you will hear my takes and you'll be like. If you are a average movie viewer, you'll be like, this guy kind of knows some stuff. But if you're anything Marshall or above where you actually, like, know more about movies, you'll be like, this guy is offering uh, what I would call cute takes. As I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely, like, they're fair, but, like, they're not very deep. So I, I hope you enjoy the give and take of that because I will be, I will be that.
0: That's okay. That's it. That's okay. I don't discriminate. Like, no. I feel like people people expect me to get so mad when they haven't seen something or you don't I, when the, the guest doesn't have any notes at all sure that's fine like the, the big thing that always happens is because I'm a big Star Wars fan people will be like well I haven't seen Star Wars don't kill me And I'm like I don't I really don't care you have if a sword to
1: Star the Wars. neck as they're saying it but yeah exactly I like, like, already they're, killed they're,
0: them they're already dead you are already don't dead. kill me you're dead before you even finish the sentence yes. don't get, uh, get oh never mind and you've been sliced it doesn't like it doesn't matter to me if people have seen like old classics and stuff, and that's even the thing that me and Dan were talking about the, the other day of like, is Dan Rush or can I can't say his name. Yeah, is he
1: crazy on movies too?
0: No, not really. He like he, he he's more about like the storytelling aspect of it and everything, and not necessarily like having seen a ton of movies. But that's what he was saying is like, you'd be surprised like the amount of classic movies I haven't seen, and I was like, well. I feel like how many people have actually seen all of these movies that we call classic movies in the first place? Like, I've seen a lot of stuff, but I still have massive gaps in my. Yeah. Like, I haven't seen Titanic. What's your average, like, amount of movies you watch per week? What's your average? Oh, I mean, maybe one generally. Like, yesterday was a, a crazy example.
1: What's the most in a 12 hour period? In a 12 hour period? What's the most movies? How many is in the Like, how many movies have you watched?
0: It, what is the most I've watched in a 12 hour period? Six. Six movies? No, not possible. Yeah, that'd be all two hours. It would be a little more than that. I went a few years ago to do the Marcus um, Oscar Film Festival thing, and over two weekends, they did all of the Best Picture-nominated movies. So I... sat in a theater for... The whole day. Wow. Do you come
1: out of there just a different person?
0: Um, depending on the movie. That was the year that 1917 was nominated. Ugh. And I'd already seen it in the theater, so I saw it two times. Do you like that one? I love it. Oh, my god! That's uh, kind of topical for this one a little it's bit. It's like top five favorite movies. It's very, very good. Oh, my god! I think my – what it, What won that year? We're going to talk about Dunkirk at some point, by the way, guys. But, Dunkirk. Um, I can't well, – Oscars. What's the movie we were just talking about? 1917. Where well, Marshall's looking. I came to him,
1: and I said, I don't know much, but I love to talk about mm-hmm. Dunkirk. And he was like, all right. Oh, wait, did you play the music after? What do you mean? Like how you have music in the background of the podcast? You can't hear the
0: music here in the lounge? No. Yes, yes, I can.
1: It's There you go. I love the... Oh, wow, is that Post Malone you're playing?
0: No. Oh, now Kendrick? No, it's jazz. Now Drake. I can't afford that. <laughs> I don't have money. Um, it's the 92nd Oscar. Select a category. Best picture. Best picture. Best picture. The trick is always that the it it's the year after the movie comes out. What year did the movie come out? 2019. So it's the 2020... Oh, Parasite won that year. Yep. Bound to happen. Um, Parasite, Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage... Uh, Joker was nominated for Best Picture. Kill me, please. You like Joker? It's stupid. It's not good. Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, I still have not seen Marriage Story... Oh, with Adam Driver and Scarlet that's the only one that on this list that I haven't seen yeah hmm. directed and written by Noah Baumbach did you I have
1: so many questions we'll we'll get to Dunkirk did you like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah I thought it was great I didn't know that uh, oh my gosh what's his name the director Leonardo DiCaprio oh Quentin Tarantino yeah I didn't it was the weirdest movie it was so long it's so, very long and wondering he calls it I think he called it one of his best scripts he's ever written with Django Unchained one of like, and I was like I don't know yeah, I don't know. I need to watch it again, but I was like,
0: it was so weird. It's a weird movie. It is. It's he's, also, he's also a weirdo. He is very much a weirdo. I don't love Quentin Tarantino or his yes, movies. Talks like he's, he's, like he like has a high. Let behind. me tell you about movies. Yeah, I'm gonna, like, this is the thing that I like about movies. Yeah, and we're gonna have to go. Like, he's like, weird. shut up. He's weird. He's very strange. He's he's kind
1: of opposite personality of the director of the movie we're talking about. Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, both I think really talented. Sure, absolutely. Very different people. But, like, I'm drawn to both their movies. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they have to have some similarities. I think their plots are good. They what, don't. Have, they what don't are want, some Tarantino I mean, movies? Django Unchained.
0: Django Unchained. Unchained and Glorious Bastards. Glorious Once Bastards Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hollywood Reservoir Dogs. Um, Jackie Brown. Kill Bill Parts 1 and 2. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. I don't like Pulp Fiction Yeah. Um, that's my biggest hot take. Probably is that I'm not a Pulp Fiction fan. Yeah, I probably. And then there's that. a couple Hateful Eight hateful and eight. Um, Death Proof. Death Proof. I think hateful that's all eight, of them. Hateful. I mean, Tarantino loves blood. and He gore does. Loves it. We all do. We all love it. Um, we all. I mean, love
1: like it. watching Tarantino and Hateful Eight, not watching him. Like when there's brain chunks everywhere. He's
0: probably,
1: everywhere. In it. He's probably yeah. like he he was in Django. Like, oh. Anyways. Anyways. I, he's I like him. He's a good guy.
0: He's a nice man, good and guy. He's, I'm sure. Great friend. Come on the show, Quenti. Um, no, I don't want to talk to Quentin Tarantino. You know? Um, <laughs> we're talking about Dunkirk today. It's the the movie that Aiden wanted to talk about. I said, Aiden, what movie do you want to talk about? He said Dunkirk. He said Dunkirk came out in 2017, and it's directed I, by Christopher Nolan and yes. shot by. Um, 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 Hoyt Van Hoytema. What about said that name, I and uh, it's also written by Christopher Nolan. You said, and then you said, "Oh, did you know that the score was done by Hans Zimmer?" And I said, "I did know that." I Rick. could have actually told you that. I'm sure you could. And, does, you, and you
1: did. Does he? He does Interstellar, and is, does he do most Nolan
0: movies? Um, I think he has. Like since since the Dark Knight, he didn't do uh, Oppenheimer, though, did he? No, he did. He did, no on. no 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 Ludwig Göransson did Oppenheimer, but Ludwig Göransson is kind of like Hans Zimmer protege a little bit, in a way. He's the guy who did Mandalorian and Black Panther. That's what really made him blow up. He's very good. I have thoughts about Oppenheimer's score. But you'll hear that. Oh, you already heard that, because that episode's been out for like a week. Um, But Dunkirk came out in 2017. Uh, The IMDb synopsis is, Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Commonwealth and Empire, and France... That's so many things. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Commonwealth and Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War II. So, that's what the IMDb says it is. The funny thing is just that IMDb is always so, like, inaccurate. Not how I would describe the movie. I don't know where the fierce battle is. No. There's some airplanes at one point. And it would be like... Good guys are forced to edge,
1: surrounded by enemy. Good guys must find way to evacuate, but bad guys keep picking them off from airplanes. Good guys find way. Churchill makes good move with civilian boats. Helps win war. That's great.
0: That's what the (laughs) truth is. My, Michael Scott, <laughs> what is the the whole thing where he's, like, doing a headline and it's just vastly too long? He's a that <laughs> Some people like, still, still know how to do how business, business is done.
1: done. What's the beginning? <laughs> I don't remember. It's great. Dunder Mifflin's scrain apologized apologize to loyal company.
0: <laughs> it like just keeps going. It just goes forever. Just the longest-winded possible description of Dunkirk. <laughs> Um, bad guy, bad, bad guys surround good guy on beach, <laughs> and then just the stupid short version: <laughs> bad guys surround, surround good, good guy, good. guy on, beach. on beach. What's Dunkirk about? Guys on the beach. <laughs> guys. <laughs> a beach. The day at the beach, just <laughs> just a great day at the beach. That's one of my favorite things is describe a movie poorly. <laughs> and there's, like, subreddits dedicated to this of just, like, uh, uh, a group of men spend years returning jewelry. And it's The Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> it's, like, really bad descriptions. Just a beach day. <laughs> a day out with Kenneth Branagh. jewelry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's beautiful. so stupid. Well, that is probably uh, the best way to sum up this movie, and that's the show. That's it, guys. Have a good one. Godspeed. Thanks. I'm Marshall. I'm Aiden. Bye. Just kidding. Just kidding. We have things to talk about. Here we are. Uh, We were saying movie directed and written by Christopher Nolan. The score is Hans Zimmer, uh, shot by Hoyt van Hoytema. (laughs) Uh, Performances by um, Finn Whitehead. Completely. Finn? Finn. Like Star Wars. Finn. Completely unknown. Or oh, no, it might be F- Fion. It's There's an O. I don't know. Uh, completely unknown at the time. Barry Keegan, Kilgan, I don't know. Mark Rylance, who I love. Tom Hardy. Tom Glynn Carney. That's one person. Kenneth Branagh, Killian Murphy, Jack Loudon, and Harry Styles, yes. among a billion other people, yes. are in this. Um, What's the guy from, What do you think? Real quick. You said all lot names. Yeah. The guy from Eternals. The... <laughs> He's in it, right? You're describing Harry Styles as the guy from Eternals? No, there's
1: another guy. It's the one... There's like the four or five main people. It's the guy who goes blind and then dies in the movie. He's also he is a- in
0: Eternals. What's his name? Did you uh, say it Barry there? Keegan. Barry Keegan. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's
1: also that. in... Don't tell me what to start with. Give me some hints. The? Give me like a, the dumb description.
0: Wait, um, as a grown man is in it? Or is he a boy in it? I mean, that was... He's still... He is a... I don't know. He's like 20s. He's um, you want me to give you the... Yes. Describe it poorly. Yes. Um, uh, two men break up. Like? They were dating and they broke up? No. You said describe it poorly. I did. Like a band? No.
1: Is it the story of Raising Canes and, uh, what's other one? Zaspies?
0: No. Oh, it's not a movie. What? Could be a movie. Could be a movie. I don't know whether you're talking about. Zaspies? I out. know about, uh, Canes. I know about Todd. Todd? Founder of Raising Canes.
1: Maybe that story's wrong. What is I it?
0: I don't know. The, break? Um, the Banshees of Innisfarin. I never have even heard that movie. <laughs> really before. good. we talked about it on the show. You should listen to it. What do you think of the movie? Dunkirk?
1: Yeah. It's, one, it's my, I think. So context. Yeah. I watched it in theaters. I think uh, I also did. Yeah. I was a s- senior. What, what month did it come out? Anyway, it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> what day? Um. I what watched time it. Was it? At, at, yeah. <laughs> at, when I was when I was in high school or in college, I like appreciated it. I thought it was really engaging. Thought it was a crazy cool story. Mm. And then I maybe watched it a couple more times throughout. I mean, the last five years, maybe once or twice. Yeah. But I watched it recently. It came on Netflix, I think, recently. Maybe not. Uh, It's on
0: Max right now. Really?
1: Yeah. It's on Netflix too.
0: That's weird. Yeah.
1: Unless it's gone recently, but I watched it like two months ago on Netflix. But then I went overseas just this past month. And on the plane in Bangladesh or India. Anyways, we're on the plane and I look at the movies. What should I watch? And I saw Dunkirk. I'm like, I just saw it. We're on a plane. I need something that's a little more captivating because I already I just seen it and I play it and it's oh and I you know I watch it I'm like the movie ends and I'm like that might be my favorite war movie
0: of all time and really I, I
1: think if you would ask me that literally a month ago I'd have been like 1917 Saving Private Ryan um I was Saving Private Ryan's
0: Privates <laughs> classic
1: um even in Glory Bastards is kind of a funny war movie yeah. like but Dunkirk might be my favorite war movie I think how it's like the plot the hopelessness you feel, like like the just like how it's shot. I was telling Marshall before this podcast came on. My taste in movies is I'm still trying to figure it out, but I like a good plot. I don't I want the story to make me feel something, not the sound score or not or the music score, or whatever. I want the actual storyline to be like, wow, what amazing. Sure. So that's why I'm drawn to more historical nonfiction movies. But also like the way it's told, I don't know if it's true about the I doubt it's true about that one boat they talk about with the son and the dad and then the friend. I don't think that's probably. Um, Actually, I thought it was in the paper. They put it in the paper. At that in time. the movie, they
0: did. I wonder. I don't know. I would wonder what. Because, I mean, Nolan went to extreme lengths to make this as historically accurate as possible, down really? to the buttons on the coats of the uniforms. Really? Yeah. It's crazy. All of the almost all of the like boats and planes and stuff were real and from that time. Oh they had gosh. two actual Spitfires from a private collection in Texas. A billionaire has just a ton of planes. This guy is it's him and the Queen are the only people in the world, I believe, what? that own Spitfires. Yeah, and a lot of the civilian boats that you see were the same boats. The 20 no 20 of those way. boats were the same boats that were used at the time. How does he find them? I don't know, put out a call. He's that's why he's
1: my favorite, dude. He's just he is he is in, like insane. He's he's like a genius. Like. Yeah. Anyways, I love the movie. I love I think I still like if you I mean, you you if you don't walk out of an old movie a little confused, it wasn't an old movie. <clears throat> yes. So I still think the timelines were a little I think it was the second time I watched it. I'm like, whoa, whoa. These are, like, different timelines, but they're together, and they're different. And they're kind of – it still takes me time to think, okay, it's dark now, but now it's light time on the boat. Oh,
0: wait. It's, like, the, it's later in the day. It's different one week, one day, yeah. one hour. Yeah. And I didn't get that the first time I watched it. So I was really confused as to, like, why are – like, why is Killian Murphy on this boat when he was just on that boat? Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't make any sense yeah. to me. Watching, I I found that out later, and then watching it for the second time now. It's only the second time I've watched it. I, it made a lot more sense, and I liked mm-hmm. it a lot more, mm-hmm. understanding that.
1: I mean, even like the actors he brings in, <clears throat> I love like Tom Hardy's one of my favorite actors of all time. Like, yeah, the way he's able to, like, Killing Murphy had very few lines, didn't really do anything. Yeah. Even Tom Hardy was very few lines Tom, in the whole movie. Yeah, Tom Hardy barely talked it too, and like yet you're captivated the entire time. It's not slow ever. Like no. the entire time you're on the edge of your seat. Um, I love it. I love the hopelessness. I love the, like it's, it just shows the side of war. I love the opening scene where they're just like walking through and then on the flyer comes down and it says like surrender and you're That's like, cool. what's happening. And then also you get shots being fired at and three of his buddies get hit. He's the only one to climb over the fence. Yeah. Like it's just like, it's so enjoyable. It's so real. It's not dramatized. It's like, this is what I, I mean. It's, it's dramatic and just,
0: yeah I get you yeah. though. like it, it it is very much taken from a a <clears throat> realistic, historically accurate perspective and not heightened. yeah, is the word I would probably use. Like it is not like when they're the thing oh, this is something that kind of shows that is the first time I watched it when Barry Keegan gets pushed down and hits his head. I was thinking that's ridiculous. That wouldn't kill somebody, but obviously it would. Like in real life, we are so fragile, uh-huh. and falling down, like f- just from the length of your own height, from your head to the floor, mm-hmm. if you hit something wrong or just right rather, then that is death. Like that will yeah, kill you. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens there. And it's so it's so meaningless, which makes it yeah so much worse. Yeah,
1: and that's why I wondered too, like. If that's true. Because you're like, what a random thing to put in there. It had to be true. But even it shows kind of the reality of humanity, but even kind of war, where it's like mm-hmm. not every death of a soldier was this, like, valiant battle, and he almost made it, and he just, just missed it. It's like, this guy, this boy wanted to help out. Yeah. He didn't even get to really see, he didn't really even get to the beach no, or anything. he couldn't see France. No, and he literally just got pushed down by uh, a soldier who's in shock and died, or, like, went blind and died. Like, it just shows, like... That's why, I like, it. it's so
0: real. It's not. It's yeah. not added. Like, it's not dramatized. But at the same time, it's not like wildly graphic, and it's mm-hmm. not wildly sanitized. And it, it makes sense that it wouldn't be really graphic because we're not telling a story about a big war. Yeah. Or a big. Well, it is a big war, but not about like a battle. No. Or a big glorious moment or anything. This isn't you know Hacksaw Ridge or no. Saving Private Ryan on Omaha Beach. No. It is, which is something that really separates it from every other piece of World War II media that we are really familiar with and really, it's really popular is that, you know, Saving Private Ryan is a story about valor. Mm-hmm. The same thing with um, Hacksaw Ridge, mm-hmm. with A Bridge Too Far. Bridge Too Far is about another military disaster, but at the same time, you do get more of that likeness and everything in there. Yeah. Uh, the Bridge Over the River Kwai. Like, all of these different things are much more about, like, we can do it. This is a story of, like, escaping and yeah. running away. Yeah. And in a way, like, failure. Yeah. A military failure, at least. And that's so interesting. Because, like, in a lot of ways, it plays like a horror movie. Yeah. Where there's this impending doom coming. Yeah. And you don't know what it is. Like, Jason is just in the shadows. And it's like, it's like the opening scene of The Batman. Mm-hmm. Where all of these guys are just, like, doing their crime. And then they see the bad signal And they think, anywhere... In the shadows yeah. could be Batman yeah Germans could be anywhere planes could be coming at any moment you're gonna start hearing that wailing sound yeah and realize all crap up. we yeah. gotta get down yeah
1: and that's even too where it's like it just shows like kind of the horror or the, the doom of it is like correct me if I'm wrong the opening scene you're wrong okay, so let's see. the opening scene did he actually kill the guy and then
0: bury him because doesn't no, the main I don't character think claim? Killed him.
1: No, he's already dead, and he just took his uniform.
0: Yeah, I would think that that would be the case. I'd be surprised if that just character looks, killed. But even him, just yeah. like,
1: I'm thinking the the scene I'm thinking of is when the two. Um, I'm not
0: gonna, do they even have names? Are there any names in the movie? They do. One of them was like Harry or something. They. Styles? I don't know. Yes. Um, I actually, yeah, I don't think their names were Harry. I just had that in my um. head. Uh, well, but two, they do have
1: names. When they're carrying the – like, they see, okay, medics are getting through with their bodies. Let's try to get on. To yeah. The, the, it shows the the, the uh, desperation to get on a boat. But, like, they get on the boat and all of a sudden it starts getting shot at. So people are, like, between the boat and the dock for, or the mole. or yeah. whatever It's called anything getting crushed. And yeah. So it just shows, like – just the, the way people die in that movie is so, like – how, that's how this guy's life ended. It just shows the like the brutality of war. Where it's yeah, it's not this dramatized. Just like yeah, the dude just he got, wasn't even s- in a battle. No, he just got squished by a boat. Yeah, with a against a dock. Squished was, by a like, boat. a like a bug. Squi- Man gets squished by a boat with dock. <laughs> so it's just like yeah, it's so it's a good movie, great film. You know, I was even yeah. listening to <clears throat> um, some. The, there was a lot of like allegations is too strong of word people were saying Nolan you just chose Harry Styles because of the clout that Harry Styles brings to the sure. film. and Harry uh I remember there was an interview where Nolan was like I didn't really know how famous Harry Styles was until sure. there was a reaction like man they love him he goes I don't he goes I don't even write he goes I write I don't write with the usually don't write with the actor in mind because that limits yeah. the role he goes so I wrote it Harry came in interviewed for it or uh, auditioned for it and he was the best person for it so I was like yeah. he just is a really like real person where he's not... Yeah, I, I was impressed by that because Harry Childs did really great in it.
0: Like, he is, but it's just like... It's weird to me because I saw that, but I also saw him talking about how the he had a first account uh, story about the men on the beaches and how so many of them were super young and inexperienced. So he very specifically was trying to find... Like people who had not really acted previously, who were not actors. Really? So wait. Well, not who hadn't acted, but who were not like they were unknowns and like young men. He didn't want to have thirty-year-olds playing teenagers. He didn't want Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) Which is why it feels weird to me that we're watching these two guys who we've never seen them before. We don't. They're just like soldiers, nameless soldiers. Mm. And then eventually Harry Styles shows up, and it like to me it's distracting. (laughs) I don't. I think that he does a good job, but it just feels weird to me because he's surrounded by all of these no names I get yeah, yeah
1: from that view because <clears throat> I do like how they're like you don't recognize any of the actors you don't recognize I don't think you recognize an actor I didn't recognize an actor until it was either Tom Hardy in the plane mm. I think you probably the first what's the guy's name he's in Oppenheimer he's in Tenet uh, Kenneth Branagh Kenneth Branagh yeah the Navy guy yeah mm-hmm. he rec- I recognize and then Kelly Murphy Kelly Murphy hmm But, like, yeah, a lot of them are no-name guys who are, like... You don't even... You literally... They're literally no-name guys.
0: You don't even know their name throughout the whole movie. That's true. Killian Murphy's character doesn't have a name. He's just called Shivering Soldier. Really? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's just, like, how it's told... So, I guess guess from your point, that's true, where it's, like... And then all of a sudden, here's this weirdly attractive... If he was
0: the main guy amongst them, I would feel like I could excuse it more. Yeah. But because he's this other dude who comes along later... It just feels weird to me.
1: I guess the only thing I was impressed by, like, I thought he did a great job acting. Yeah. Uh, He might have an acting, like, background, but from all I know about him, he's he's a singer boy in a pop band. He does singing? He he sings, yeah. Really? Good looking dude. Wow. And he shows up in this serious war film
0: and is able to be, like, really good at it and not.
1: That's what I was impressed by.
0: I haven't seen him do other good things since then. I mean, like, Don't Worry Darling was kind of terrible. I haven't seen it. You don't need to. It's not very good. I like Chris Pine, though. I also like Chris Pine. Good in
1: it, yeah. I that was on the flight, too. I thought I could watch that. I'm like, I don't know if I should watch mm. it in front of college age girls behind me. Is it isn't it kind of sexual?
0: There is very much an overtone and multiple scenes. Mm-hmm. It's a weird movie that the He's, twist is don't, extremely obvious. You don't, think like Stiles, you don't think Harry Styles is good in it. Um, his accent is weird. What's his accent? I don't know, like, I'm I was confused. It's not British is it? Exactly, that's I, w- I was like, is he supposed to be American because he like slips out of it every once in a while, and, or is he like? It's very confusing, but it doesn't matter. Mm. Don't worry, don't worry yeah. about it. Don't I, worry about don't it. Watch it. Um, let's see. We've got script, score, cinematography, performances, directing. I think my favorite person in this is Mark Rylance. He's I just He's love a, him and everything. He's the old man on the boat.
1: What else do I know what else he'd be in?
0: Um I mean he's been in a lot of stuff now. Um, Bridge of Spies, he's the spy in Bridge of Spies. Um, let me look it up. Um, uh, he- Mark Rylance. I am DB. Um get rid of this stuff. Previous. Yeah, the first thing that he was in that was, like, really notable would have probably been Bridge of Spies. Like, he's done tons of work before that, but mm-hmm. the first thing that was really popular was Bridge of Spies. And then he did the BFG. He played the BFG. And then he's Mr. Dawson in this, Dunkirk. Uh, Ready Player One, he's the <laughs> creator of the Oasis. Wow. Um, Trial of Chicago 7, he's their lawyer. Oh, really? Yep. Oh! He's Kunstler. Uh, he's in Don't Look Up as the... What? Yeah, he's the um, Tim Cook, like, Apple fake, like, the 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 tech guru guy. That tells him to, like, not blow up the meteor? Something like that, yeah. It's been a while since I watched it. He was in a movie called The Outfit that I've heard is really good. Um, he's in Bones and All, which is a Timothy Chalamet movie about cannibalism or something, love and cannibalism. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. He's very good. I really love him in this, and there's some interesting depth to his character that may or may not be intentional where his flag is... Like, he has all this knowledge about the the planes. Yeah. So you get the sense that, like, that comes from somewhere. And they mention at one point his son was in the RAF and died in, like, the first week or so of the war. And you can really see, like, the reason that he is so dedicated to doing that like that's his motivation but the little cool detail that I saw when I looked some stuff up is that the flags on the boats had a specific kind of code to them mm. so you see there is uh, the Union Jack in the corner and then the rest of his flag is blue and then there's other ones that Union Jack in the corner and the rest of the flag is red the red is all like merchant ships and stuff like that the blue is like X um navy or something like that. Really? I think that's the way I understood it. Hmm. So there's the vague impression that it was either that or something else. And I don't remember what the other thing was. But there's the impression that like that could be the case. That he was formerly military or something.
1: I definitely get that vibe from him. I mean he's I, mm-hmm. mean, I guess if his son died too, but like he's so locked in he knows
0: like he can tell what the planes are. By this noise of the yeah, engine. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Wow. Um. What am I gonna what, what, look at my? Let me look at my notes here.
1: I just think it's so cool, like how he takes you Nolan know, to like brings so much out of these just really simple scenes. Yeah. Simple characters, N- not simple as in like not a lot of lines. What the action yes. isn't crazy on some of the scenes, <clears throat> like them sitting in a boat waiting for the tide to come so the boat can just go into the water. Yeah. It's just like, you get so much out of it where you're, you're locked in. Like, still so there's like, there's movies that have way more action yeah. and yet there's oh, scenes that yeah. come and you kind of just sit there and you're like, okay, like it's, it's just you, going, it's part of it, but you, yeah, you can kind of zone out every scene, whether like there's moments where the, so you're so locked in because it's how it's told. Like it's, yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> and that timeline thing, how it is told is really unique. What's the one week thing? That's just how long. That time period is from beginning to end of the movie. Really? So we see one week of on the ground, one day of on the boat, and one hour in the air. And then as the movie goes on, you do start to see those intersect.
1: Wait, so. I don't get that. So work
0: backwards. The movies all end at the same time, but the the airplanes are only
1: up an hour total. Yeah, because it takes them an
0: hour to fly. It's all about the distance. Yeah. So it takes the airplane an hour to get to get, get across. It takes the boat a day to get across. Oh. And it takes these men all week because they've been waiting. Okay. So it's an interesting way of like also showing that distance via the organization of the movie. But I really I really like how you do start to see it intersect at times. Yeah like where did i write this here tom hardy at one point looks down and sees the boat the soldiers were on sinking yeah. right before them and then it cuts to them finding that boat for the first time yeah and the spitfires flying in for the first time and then when that his friend crashes and then the movie goes on for like a long time and then the, the yeah the one day timeline catches up to that yeah and then we see that story continue and everything yeah
1: or even, like, because doesn't his friend crash land and go, like, wave his arm? Yeah. Tom Hardy thinks, all right, you're good. You waved. But, like, when it catches back up to that with the boat, it's actually him saying, I can't get Yeah, out. I'm freaking drowning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Even, like, I want to, like, part of the things I love about movies is how they're filmed. Yeah. So, like, I don't want to get into a lot. I, I liked Mission Impossible. The reason why I liked it and didn't like say that as well. The new or one or what do you new mean? The okay. uh Dead Reckoning Part 1. Part 1. The reason why I thought it was really good in some aspects cuz this is like how it's filmed. Like the dude's literally driving off a cliff. Like that's so sick. Yeah. And like and people bash Marvel cuz it's all CGI, it's all fake and I was yeah. always like,
0: how dare
1: you? I kind of get what they're saying in a way where it's like yeah. you have to appreciate how much work they put it like
0: just certain scenes where I'm like, like where was Dunkirk filmed? Dunkirk. Really? Yeah. Did they, so they had to get through a lot of French red tape. How it was it, like, filmed on the beach at Dunkirk.
1: Where it actually happened? Yes. Oh my. I was wondering, the mole or whatever, that that like that was mm-hmm. called a long kind of walkway. Yeah,
0: I was going to look up what exactly that meant in nautical terms. Yeah. It's a, whatever, it's a dock, it's a pier, it's a harbor. I was wondering,
1: okay. like, I'm sure he made it look just like it, but was that the actual one?
0: They spent $900,000 building that. So they built it? Yeah, they did. They built it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so
1: that was the actual beach where the soldiers were actually. The trekking. beach was CGI. <laughs> Shut. <laughs> Can <Could> you imagine? <laughs> yeah, totally real. The sand was fake though. We just had grass there. We just had C- yeah. Jeff it was AstroTurf. We put in turf. <laughs> Everyone was wearing soccer cleats. Yeah, with CGI at all. Of it. Yeah. But he hates CGI, but that was one thing he just could not figure out how to do. you couldn't to. figure out the boots Yeah, had, <laughs> or the uniforms. Yeah. We
0: CGI'd their uniforms. We had
1: to CGI the clothing and the thing they were walking on. Also, else real.
0: the airplanes were real, but the sky was CGI. <laughs> and so was the ocean and Tom Hardy. But the okay, airplane but was that's real. That's
1: my question, though. How do they film the scenes when they look at
0: them in the middle of the water? Uh, they did. They're actually in the middle of the water? They're, I don't know that they're like in the middle of the ocean. I would have to look that one up. I wouldn't be surprised if they were. Like a lot of times, like they would have camera operators in the water with the actors and stuff like that. Or how they film a boat sinking. They would sink the boat. Like a legit
1: boat. Yeah. Like that stuff is like, we look, we look over it. And again, I have flavors. That flavor, like in terms of a depicting a World War II event, that's like how well they depicted it I'm like what masterwork yeah. and how much like work they put in to build the mole or to like I mean that's just that's amazing
0: yeah it it is a, it is wild I would guess that the stuff where they were sinking a boat was probably done in a tank or in a very yeah. controlled environment as yeah. opposed to just in the middle of the ocean yeah or in the middle of the yeah, English I Channel, mean, yeah. But like, imagine getting permission to sink a boat in the English so we're, Channel.
1: We're gonna take an old World War II out there, okay? Then what you gonna film? Yeah. So, so what? Like, you're gonna just bring the boat back
0: after? No. So we're gonna we're
1: gonna leave the boat out there because we're gonna yeah, we're gonna shoot
0: it with a torpedo. They so. did that with Star Wars, really? Yeah. When you see in A New Hope the uh, when they first go to Tatooine and you see the skeleton on the dune, they left that there. And then when they came back to Tunisia to shoot the Phantom Menace, they found it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Imagine being like a nomadic someone or something, and just coming across that in the middle of the desert. You're like, okay, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep, keep walking. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep going, and actually, I'm turning around instead is what I'm gonna do. That's amazing. Oh. I'm Trying to find they. My be real just went off, so I'm gonna take it of us Oh, did it. Oh, you'd be real too. We have to learn to be real. Oh, this is perfect. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Ready? No. Yeah, I'm ready. One, two, three. Look at us. We're we're doing a a podcast. Be real. This has only happened one other time, I think.
1: God only knows. Bummer that we're not videotaping because my
0: mustache looks great today. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> um, is that why
1: you didn't work, anyways?
0: Yeah, I saw the mustache, and I thought I like, I'm not turning you the, really grab the on. camera The Cameras off. Um, where, would it, real quick, where
1: would it rank for your favorite war movies ever?
0: Yeah, I mean it's up there. This is my. Pr- I do, I do think that it gets a little slow at times really? for my taste. I really like slow, artful, like contemplative, weird movies, and this has all of that except for the weird. And the That's weird true. is a lot of times, like that in war movies too, and just in general, sure. Yeah, the weird a lot of times is what will keep you in and with it. Like watching Stalker, the Tartakovsky movie, it's very drawn out and slow, but there's always some kind of like strange conversation, like they're having very philosoph- philosophical. Philosophical conversation that the, the I don't know. It's a weird thing where like the action that's happening, you settle into it at first that it's very quiet and there's it's very slow. That at a certain point that pace to me starts to drag a little bit. Yeah. But then th- th- I, I do want to praise the editing. I wrote down. Um. We didn't talk about awards. Um, this movie was nominated at the Oscars for best score for Hans Zimmer, best picture and best director for Chris Nolan and it won, these are the two things that I think the movie did the best and Correct. it did win the Oscar for both of them uh, achievement in film editing for Lee Smith and achievement in sound design for Richard King and Alex Gibson
1: sound design, what does that mean?
0: Um, like all the sounds every sound, if you are a good um, sound guy all you are getting is the actors, nothing else. And everything else is typically added after the fact. Really? Yeah. It's called Foley. There'll be like videos that you can see of like Foley artists is what they're called and they're in a studio and they have the movie up there. Oh,
1: like when they break
0: celery or Exactly, like, that. like yeah. so many, most things are augmented. There is things like obviously not everything is just the actor and a lot of times the actor has to go back and do several days of ADR, which is them coming back and recording it after the fact because mm-hmm. they didn't sound right or were changing the line slightly while your head is turned and you can't see. Which well, they
1: didn't do that in Alzheimer at all, didn't they? I heard they didn't do that at all.
0: Yeah, I saw Downey did an interview where he was like, usually you have to do like three days of ADR, and I came in and it was like an hour and we were done. <laughs> it was like, oh, crazy. Like that. And I think that was him more talking about like the level of. Like, the script is as exactly what we want it to be, and the sound guys are Mm. incredible at their job and Mm -hmm. everything. More so than, uh, like... uh, I don't know how I was going to finish that. (laughs) My sentence is over. Next sentence. (laughs) Next sentence. Um, But, yeah, that's sound design. And so, like, when you're hearing... the, the, The reason I say the sound design is incredible in this movie is because it really is the thing that is driving everything because there isn't a lot of dialogue. And a lot of times it is like that, that quiet ticking in the background. Yeah. It kind of adds tension. It was actually, I know this, it is, uh, Hans Zimmer got a recording of, uh, uh, Chris Nolan's stopwatch. No way. Yeah. Or pocket watch. And just put that on a synth and messed with it. Isn't that fun? Um, but he doesn't do the sound design, he does the score. The yeah. score and the sound design all kind of work together really perfectly in tandem to create this sense of dread mm. with, like, I mean, the sound of the uh, the planes coming in, that screaming sound. Mm-hmm. There's no real recordings of that noise. The only ones that we have are, like, really degraded. And there's not, I think they, they there's not really any uh, of those planes around anymore so what they had to do was basically reconstruct it and then get the sound that like way build the plane and then get the audio that action. part of the plane at least yeah in that it's just nuts and that sound it's cool because it goes really in tandem with the score which is using a lot of shepherd tones which do you know what a shepherd tone is so no that's okay it's not a filmmaking thing it's just a weird noise thing um, a Shepard Tone is a sound illusion where it is, it's like, how do you describe it? Basically, its it makes it sound like a sound is going up forever, and it never stops mm. cycling upwards, and it's really unnerving. And it just will happen, like when I did the um, the staring contest oh, five-minute countdown video, yes. In that beginning part where it's the really intense music and it's saying get ready there's a shepherd tone going that I got off of YouTube so it never it's just like slowly like it yeah it feels like there's just this like me that just keeps it sounds like it keeps going up forever oh which isn't possible like at a certain point you would stop hearing it because yeah. the frequency would get too yeah. far but it's like this weird illusion. And Hans Zimmer uses tons of Shepard tones in the score to kind of add that tension of this, like, c- like it weird starts tones. out very chill yeah. and then it continually starts to get more intense. And they even timed that out specifically with the different timelines where this one is starting to get more intense. And then this one is almost on the way. And then this one is a little further out. And then this one is hitting the climax. And this one is right about to get really intense. And then this one is almost there. And then this one is kind of moving past that, and now this one hit its intense part, and now this one is right about to happen. Like, it's very meticulously planned out, the way that all of these things come together. I don't understand Chris Nolan or his mind, and I I beg of him to make a linear movie, because I'm curious what it would be. I guess, I mean, I guess the Dark Knight and stuff like that. Yeah, that was The Dark cool. Knight trilogy yes, yeah. is linear. Yes, Prestige like, is not. No. Is that the only one... Insomnia. Insomnia and the Dark Knight trilogy. Memento? Inception. That's Memento not. is like the specifically opposite. not. Yeah. <laughs> Interstellar? Yeah, Interstellar. I don't love Interstellar. Yeah, we disagree on that. I would have to rewatch it because I also didn't. I think we started this thread when you asked me where this sits in War Movies for me yes. about 20 minutes ago. Yes. Um, that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh, I don't know. Like, I really like it. But that's why we got off on a tangent. Because I was saying, like, it starts to feel a little slow to me. And, like, that's the drawback right. for me, is like, there's certain aspects of it that aren't quite there for me. I don't love Christopher Nolan. I feel like his best work was around, like, the Dark Knight and Inception area. Like, that was his tightest movies, for sure. His most, like, unique and. Uh, creative movies are certainly these newer ones. What do you think his weaknesses are? Like, what is what is Nolan not good at? Uh, well, he's, he had a lot of issues with sound mixing with Tenet. Yeah, that that was funny. But,
1: so, like, can he pull the car? Though, like, that's art. That's art. you know, That's part of it. Like,
0: being so loud, it's like you can't even hear the audio. You can't mm, even hear the. If the story is an important part of it, and I can't hear what the people are saying, and that movie is like eighty percent exposition then it's a problem. But... Touche. Yeah. Like, man, that movie is one long monologue after another. It's... uh, Tenet, Tenet thinks it's a lot smarter than it is. Yeah. As a creative experiment, I really think Tenet is cool. As a movie, it's kind of whatever. Yeah. I don't know. What do I think that he's not good at, it's not that he's not good at like what would you need anything to see? you're saying
1: that you you don't love him what would you just to see to be like oh man like what movie like you i mean i'm not telling you to write a script for a movie yeah right now i'm saying like what would you need to see from a movie
0: i don't know like i'm trying to think of the filmmakers that i really gravitate towards and I mean, I really obviously like Spielberg is fantastic. Denis Villeneuve is really good. Oh, I feel like something that he does really well is he doesn't give a lot of exposition. And Nolan is kind of known for having a lot of scenes with people in rooms talking, which isn't a bad thing. Right. And I've, I've seen a lot of directors do that really well. It starts to feel a little... I don't care about his characters, I think, hmm. in a lot of his movies. That's the problem. I don't care about... I'd not good the, care the development. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because this is... I think that's a good difference is that he wrote this one. He wrote Tenet. He did not write Oppenheimer specifically because it was based on the book. book. So yeah. much of that was taken from that. Right. Inception also I don't think was solely him. Really? I don't think so. I can look it up real quick, but I don't think so. The Dark Knight trilogy was co-written by um, his brother and David Goyer, I think. Really? Yeah. Um, Inception writer. Oh, Chris that. Nolan wrote it. Interesting. No one else.
1: So you think they, he lacks like his movie? You just you not you just don't love the char- you're not attached to the characters in the movies over.
0: I wasn't, and I mean that's why the part of the movie that I liked the most was the boat sequence. Like if I had to choose one timeline it would be mark rylance on the boat and everything because i feel like that's the one where we actually get the most out of these characters yeah yeah. and we know the most about them to the point where we're able to care about them not
1: even i forgot his name again
0: the navy captain kenneth
1: branagh yeah
0: yeah nothing there i mean i like him and like that's the thing the people that we actually get to spend time with i find very interesting i can see tom hardy's motivations because of the way that like his gauge is broken you should probably turn back. Okay, actually, what's what's your gas at? Yeah. Okay, let me Writing just write that time. down on the dashboard here. And then even when he can tell that he's going to be out of fuel and he's like, okay, I'm going to turn around. No, I changed my mind. I'm going back. Yeah. Like, you can see this motivation yeah. in this guy. Yeah. And that's really cool. Uh, Kenneth Branagh, you can see that same kind of patriotic motivation there. And then, like... He just desperately wants to get these guys out of here when the boats show up, he's like, Are I'll you wait. Where are you from? And Ugh. oh we're from like he's very excited about it. He's very friendly with these people and that's really cool. And then Mark Rylance is the same thing where like that that's also like I really love that part of this story in general, separate from separate, separate from the movie. Like I just this is one of the greatest military failures in history. Yeah. In British history. But it's also one of the greatest, like, stories of compassion in history. Yeah. yeah, Like, these regular people getting on their boats and going across the English Channel to save these people. They didn't have to do this. Churchill came on the radio and said, do this, please, everyone. It wasn't, like, an order. No. Like, they didn't have to do that. And a lot of people, it was like, were requisitioning your boat. But they were like, no, we're going. We're getting out there and we're doing that. And that's incredible. And you get to see that part of that story in the one-day boat sequence. And there's just more characters that we actually get to know there. All the nameless soldiers, like, yeah. I don't know. If the movie was just about them, I could spend more time with them and we could develop those characters further. But you don't really get that. I don't know. One, two thoughts. Uh, I don't want
1: to always show different movies. Whatever. uh, Washington, what's his name? And Denzel's son. Yeah. John David. John David. I didn't love him.
0: I think he's a really good actor, but he's just, that character is so generic. When
1: you're saying that, like, he hasn't developed characters very well, you don't feel very attached. We spent most time with him, and I wasn't like... Yeah. I just wasn't like captivated by him I wasn't like oh there's something different about this
0: guy it was kind of like he's literally his name is protagonist they never give him a name he's just the protagonist and they even use that within the movie as like a meta narrative device and isn't he the one in charge of the whole thing you find that out eventually yeah yeah. and it's this weird thing where it's like you're gonna become great okay I don't where's that spark of greatness because I don't see it yeah it's kind of like
1: I like Robert Patterson even more than him in that that because even his character has more personality. Oh, absolutely. So that's a good point, thinking about how you don't leave attached to the character. Even like, I know we just talked about it, like Oppenheimer. It's like, I I love, I do love Oppenheimer in the movie. Like, Kelly Murphy's great. Yeah. Love him. But like, I have mixed feelings about him after the movie. And I feel like. About who? Oppenheimer? Yeah. Which I feel like you should leave the movie feeling like, this is my guy. Like I don't know. I feel like at least I would think, mm. because yes, like he wasn't a great man morally, but also like, I guess he also didn't. I don't know. I think you're right to that point where it's like, you don't. I don't know. I don't ever. I'm thinking about okay, like okay, Nolan's films. What are his main characters? Do I like think about them? I love them. Like, I think mm-hmm. Tom Hardy is one of my favorite actors nothing about a ton of that thing in dunkirk boost that or ruin that like it didn't make me go i love him even more now and you think like that amazing of a story you'd be like gushing over people like that like, these yeah. heroes and you kind of don't uh last isn't it isn't didn't it say this where like because of the dunkirk event that happened and the civilians came and grabbed however many men that mm. helped like if they would have not done that the war could have been over they could have lost the war
0: i mean probably
1: could you imagine dude? like that that'd be rough We'd all be, would we be, I mean, Germany would have defeated it at some point. Anyways, who knows? But it's like, yeah, that's what it just goes back to, like, the storyline. The stories, I, mm. I value, what's a story? Like, that's that's what I want a movie. That's why yeah. Dunkirk was amazing. Because even, I love 1917. I like it more because of how it was shot than anything. But, like, the one of, take thing or just in general? Yeah, the one take. And, yeah. And, and yeah, like, there's, I don't want to get on that. Have you done a uh, pod on that? I don't think we have. Sign me up for that one. All right. That's probably one of my top three favorite war movies too. I, yeah. That's all I have on that thought. But I just I think that's a good point where you don't leave loving the characters as much as maybe you
0: should. It's not even about loving them, it's just about caring. And stopping like, towards them. Yeah, like I want these guys to get out of here obviously, but also I don't really care mm-hmm. that much about I don't know anything about mm-hmm. them. I don't know their names. And part of that, I think, is intentional that, like, it could be anybody. It's it these say, nameless like, soldiers. Everyone's dunker. trying to get out of here. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, the part of the movie that leaves the most impact on me is Mark Rylance and his son and Barry Keegan on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he pulls a lot
1: out of scenes. Like, I think there's just scenes that are really, he's on a boat.
0: Really? Like,
1: the guy's on a boat the entire what? time. Like there's some scenes in Dunkirk where I'm like, there's not much happening here, and yep. yet you're, that's where I'm like engaged, kind of thing. Yeah, the boat's probably the best example of that, where it's like, I mean, stuff's happening. Like, it's not your typical sail around Branch to Oak Lake. Like, you're definitely going to war, yeah. but like, he does pull something out of it where I'm like, man, like, I'm captivated by these scenes, but it's not maybe not the character development that I'm captivated by.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think to come back around again to the original question. Where it stands with war movies for me. Like, I genuinely... Like, I like this. I don't love it. Mm-hmm. I would probably choose 1917. Okay. Before this. I'll give you some more movies. Tell give me, me some... Spoilers. Yeah, give me options.
1: Hacksaw Ridge. Which one would you choose? Dunkirk or Hacksaw? Uh,
0: Dunkirk. Oh. Okay.
1: Um, David Prever Ryan. Saving Ryan. Ryan. Black Hawk Down. Saving Prever Ryan. Ryan of Dunkirk oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> I meant compare um, Dunkirk versus these movies it's been a long time since I watched Black Hawk Down because Black Hawk Down is like the opposite of this it's like continued intensity oh yeah never ending intensity no. I think I don't know I think I might choose Black Hawk Down just because like I haven't seen it in a while and I'd love to re-watch it um, have you seen um, Imitation Game
1: uh, Dunkirk really yeah it's fine um operation mincemeat you seen that one
0: yes that's a tough one because i feel like it firmly sits in the same category for me as the imitation game of like it's good but it's like there's there's this weird category of like middle of the road world war ii movies like the the, uh, not the imitation game the the monuments men is another one of those. i see that one. It's about these guys that... It's a really cool thing in history. It's these guys who their whole thing was going and recovering art and saving art from being destroyed. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it's got, like, George Clooney, I think, yeah. and uh, um, Bill Matt, Murray, Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon's. A in lot that. of people are in that movie. But it just doesn't really ever fully deliver on that premise. Operation Mincemeat of those three is probably my favorite. So you would say Dunk... So there's, like... There's the bad war movies. There's the amazing war movies. And then there's just like... But you would say Dunkirk's regular. M- more than it's regular. Like he, it, it's, it's between middle of the road and great. Yeah. But closer to great. There's just, I don't know what it is about it that it just like doesn't grab me like I would wish it would. Are you like... Do you get boat sick pretty easily? Like, are you just scared of water? Yeah, water,
1: like, I don't like it. You're just waiting for it to end because you're like, I I don't even, I I can't even drink water. I mean, wow. Can you imagine, dude, like, being on fire in the ocean, surrounded by
0: oil? Your choices are drown or burn.
1: Yeah. Like, what
0: a way to go. Probably drown. I would just go down and swim deeper and deeper and deeper until the oil's gone until you get to the other side and then you come out and you're like I'm here guys I'm here guys and they, dude, how'd you get here how'd you get here what did you think about the ending of Dunkirk the ending of Dunkirk um, when from- Nick Fury showed up and asked Tom Hardy to join the Avengers
1: shut up that actually happened yeah, yeah. Um, from like the scene when on the train the scene when they got the bow the blind guy gives them. that's cool
0: that's interesting. Like, I'm kind of interested in Harry Styles' character. I don't totally understand his motivation and, and what his deal is. Because he's, like... He's very, uh... He's kind of cynical and he's angry. He's very
1: expressive. Like, he tells you how he feels about stuff. When all the other soldiers yeah. are kind of, like... They're just, like, almost in shock. Very, like, Quite, pragmatic.
0: Yeah. I'm just, like, freaking chill out, dude. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, like... He's very concerned with the public perception... And he doesn't realize this guy's blind. He's like, that guy couldn't even look at us. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it's really cool that like it wasn't seen as a great failure. And they're just like happy to have their boys home. What's the line? Uh, We survived and that's enough or something. Yes. That's what I wrote at the top here. Um, The guy is going, what is he saying to them? He's like, great job. Great job. Great job. job.
1: He's like, we didn't win. He
0: says, all we did was survive. He says, that's enough like a, that's that's a good line yeah that is the one line that I wrote down the yeah. quote that's great so did, does Killian Murphy know that he killed
1: that kid at the end because he looks back and sees the body being carried I and, think so yeah. and then disappears so and he wanted like that story like, that just shows like mm-hmm. I mean this character the shivering sailman whatever it's called like he's already like <laughs> destroyed by the war mentally yeah and now he just killed a kid who's trying to help him like, and he's Gone. What's going to happen? Like, what happened to him? Really? You know, like, where did he go? Did he go back into the war? Was he? Did he go kill himself? Like, Let's go see the sequel. Dunkirk. To Kirk. Two. Two Kirk. Two done Two Kirk. To kind. to put to it. Say that again. Too bad. To Kirk. Too bound to bad. To Kirk. So, I mean, I, I definitely love the ending where it kind of leaves you with a. You shouldn't be. You should be hopeful, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be so yeah I, I definitely like the uneasiness it leaves you with because I think you're kind of like you're wanting to be hopeful because I yeah. mean at the end of the end credit or not end credit after the, the the film's over it says it helped him win because it saved this many men when it was supposed to yeah. help them win the war but you're also kind of like dang like I don't know I didn't I didn't walk away thinking like it wasn't like a Hacksaw Ridge feeling like 1917 feeling where it's like <clears throat> I guess that's more cheerful maybe Were you, did you leave empowered? Like, wow, we've, let's go join the war. It's good. did you feel like, oh man, what a, like, was that a, would you call it a feel good story?
0: This one? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it a feel good story, but I, I, it definitely, I think that it does kind of end on that note of like humanity coming together. Like we can get into like the humanism kind of side of this, of like people like really came for each other and like really pulled out and. Did a good job. Yeah, and I know it didn't. It didn't work well. Pulled out all the stops. Yeah, he was good there. Yes, did a good job. Yeah, like it's. I don't know. It, it's not like a happy, happy-go-lucky. What a good no. story. It is. It, it, it's more a thing of look at what. You almost wonder if everyone kind of left
1: feeling again does harry Styles have a character name
0: probably probably
1: you almost leave it feeling like how he did because he was kind of like discouraged we went oh we, we did survive and you could tell he was kind of like conflicted inside of like what do i do with what just happened kind of thing so you yeah. wonder if that's kind of like that's kind of the the expectation for the audience is like you leave like you're like man f war like hey I'm anti-war. You know? Yeah. I'll say it now, guys. That's a bold I'm Aiden Paul and I'm against war. Are you sure about uh, that? I'm against war, okay? Don't Dude. make me say it again, okay?
0: Because I will. Like I the the new I, world I, order is gonna come after
1: I'm you. I am yeah. I am on a I am on a mission. I'm anti war. Alright. It's like I love when people speak do for that, yourself. When people like just make those hot takes like uh We were in a hotel once and my brother was getting married. brother-in-law was getting married. Yeah. And my brother and my brother-in-law and I were in this elevator. And on comes a guy with a suitcase. And we were both going down together. And uh, I look over and he's like this big swatska crossed out. I'm oh, like, okay. Oh, that's awesome. And I no, I go... Oh. You don't and, like Nazis, then? Yeah. So then Zach goes... Just trying to be friendly to Zach probably, He goes, So what's with that sticker? I told him about the story about the sticker. <clears throat> this guy looks at him and goes i think it's pretty self-explanatory and we're like we get off the elevator and we're like why do people feel need like that they have to like announce that they're against nazism like you usually just hope yeah. most people are that's the whole joke that i'm saying I'm like hey guys i'm anti-war it's like yeah no doubt you idiot most people
0: are yeah this, those- this guy was like what
1: do you think it's like why do you have a sticker on your suitcase announcing
0: that like if it's called in the question then like yeah, sure make yeah. a statement but he's like by the
1: way guys I'm against
0: just getting out ahead of it like that makes me more <laughs> suspicious yeah. the, the oh, one guys, that
1: always to swear. I swear I swear listen <laughs> hey 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 guy I'm about to ask it I am against it you
0: might be hearing some things in the near future about I don't know my opinions on Jews yeah. or minorities yeah. I'm against minorities.
1: the I, I Holocaust I was not a fan of it Like I was against listen.
0: It. I wasn't even... I wasn't there. <coughs> I wasn't there. Totally wasn't there. That shows you how bad I am against And it. any photos that you can find yeah. that would look like I was there. I'm,
1: look at the sticker. Would a guy who was four have a sticker like this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. Not at all. <laughs> no. No. Fine,
1: dude. I actually... I was actually part of this. I actually, I am
0: the Nazi. <laughs> the The one that always kind of makes me laugh is when I see the bumper sticker in Nebraskans for Peace. It's like, oh, I was really pulling for war today. This is what I was hoping for. <laughs> like, what are, you, what are you talking about? It's I don't like I don't know if it's like in relation to like the coexist thing or, or like what is yeah, that? Yeah, or
1: it's like I'm against kids cancer.
0: I'm like, who's for it? Like Dude, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, like, <laughs> like it's like hashtag against kids cancer. I'm like, Why like why do you need to like yeah. find me the person who's like, dude, you know what we should do? Give these kids some cancer. It's yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> like I get like raising awareness, you know, having your ribbon or yeah. something or yeah. like that. But we don't need to raise awareness for like Nazis Usually, like, or peace. Public, yeah, like we're, we're aware we're of this. We're mostly all
1: on board, right? We're on the same page. We're against Nazis. Yeah, so far. Anyways, so far. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I just wonder, like, the end of it, like, with with Harry Styles being kind of conflicted. That kind of it's kind of how I felt. Where I was like, I feel like I should celebrate something because they survived. But man, like that that didn't go the way it should. And like, man, if like, you wonder, like. Mm. I think it said how many people still died at Dunkirk like were there oh, men still strained I mean how many like surely like, did the boat just keep coming Like, I want to know more like go see do the sequel research. do some research no sequel Dunkirk. I'll, I'll I'll watch the movie when it comes out you know Yeah. there's no way we
0: can know now there's no way
1: No. But once Christopher Nolan writes the next the next Dunkirk they movie. will know no spoilers. no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers, guys. No guys, spoilers. if you've
0: seen the script for Two Kirk and you know what happens, you do not. No spoilers. No spoilers. Be i don't so want to know. Listen, I so don't want to know mad. if they win the war yes. or if they lose. I don't want to know. Are you the movie guy? Who, I am. You're the movie guy. <laughs> yeah, <Hey, hey>, you dude. <laughs> you're I'm, the guy from the movie. <laughs> no, I'm just the movie you're guy. The
1: movie guy. Yeah. Are you the guy like when like? Because I think like, July, had some of the biggest movies come out since COVID.
0: Yeah, summer and fall usually are the what's, two what's cycles. What's the biggest movies since COVID? These are. <laughs> um, I mean, I can look through my notes right here. Uh, the new Ninja Turtle movies just came out. Oppenheimer, Barbie. I mean,
1: what's been? What I'm saying is, are you the person who? Okay, Oppenheimer's coming out. Yeah. Mission Impossible coming out. I want Mission Impossible. M- mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning.
0: Mission Impossible.
1: Mission Possible. Mission and Mission could happen. Mission in. Mission Impossible sort of might, might happen. Are un- you the un- guy? Like I know our friend Danny. He for mo not for all movies, but for Marvel stuff, he would lock his phone down, delete social media, avoid people. No. Are you like? If I see a spoiler, I see it. Are you?
0: Um, I don't like spoilers, and I don't. I'm, I'm not. Really Are you anti spoilers? You know, I'm gonna make a bold <laughs> statement right now. You're wearing a t-shirt that says anti okay. against spoilers. Wow, dude, you're pro Nazi. <laughs> I don't own this shirt. I found it on the street. Um, oh, God. for the record, not pro Nazi. We're against. In fact, anti Nazi. We're. I'm against war. I'm. One against of my. Diabetes. We were talking before this. One of my top favorite movies. Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's all about Nazis dying, punching Nazis and stuff, blowing their heads up. I was in a. What was so. your question?
1: Uh. Are you avoid spoilers? Are you like, I'm going to research the movie, and it might include things that no one or whoever might say, like,
0: this happens? I, yes. I mean, that's the weird thing with historical movies, especially. Like, I, I was really debating whether or not I wanted to do research or read the book before watching Oppenheimer, Yeah, and I ended up not doing that. Like, <laughs> I just was like, I don't do you know, know much about this story, the so I'm just going to go in blind.
1: Do I what? Do you know people who have read the book? You? No, not me. I'm saying that people rather look and they're I thought like, that was like you know who has. You know read who the can book. I can read. Um, By the way, I can read. I'm you serious. Know, I'm pro reading. I'm pro reading. I am not illiterate. I'm literate. I am. What? I am. It's like a okay. Family Guy where. Uh, it's like
0: a. Uh, this guy that was came. a really funny joke, Aiden.
1: Guys, you can't see right now, but there are like 20 people in this room dying of laughter. rolling on the ground for my joke just now. They are. Dying.
0: They're about to die, dying. and Aiden's not going to help them. I was just wondering if the book was good. <laughs> I like it so far. You're reading the book right I've, now? Well, I'm listening to it, because yeah, I so have you're not, you're not not other it. physical books. Okay, pal. No, reader. Because you can't read. I can't read. Um... It's also like a big, fat book. I'm uh, saying, dude, if it's like the it's movie, big. it's
1: probably a lot of detail. Well, here.
0: the, the, the audio book is like 25 hours uh, long. Uh-uh. Yeah.
1: Is the author still alive? I think so. I wonder how much Nolan worked
0: with him. I don't know. We could ask.
1: Dear Chris, did you work with the good guy who wrote that one book that you made the movie about? Sincerely, Cinnamon Lounge.
0: Because you're doing Stan. Get it? It's a oh, funny joke. From Jimmy Fallon or whatever. <laughs> I have never been more disappointed in you and my life. What is it? When you just kim- Ellen? No. Kimmel? No. Larry King. Oh, you thought I was doing thank you notes? Yeah. No. What, do you th- what, did I, what did you think I was doing? I thought you were just writing a letter, but I was doing a joke about the Eminem song Stan. No, I don't listen to sickler music. I'm, oh, talking really? <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about. Really?
1: talking about I'm talking about when it's like, dear this. What is that?
0: That's Ellen. I n- no, that's Ellen. that's Jimmy Fallon. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Next. Okay. Uh, this is a good movie. Do you want to know a fun fact? Give it to me. See what? Quiz me on it. Though, see if I can
1: answer it. Turn into a question.
0: Okay. Let me try to read this. Um. I love trivia. Here's a good question. Why were the RAF not? present
1: why were the RAF and the RAF is
0: the Royal Air Force oh oh
1: isn't said in the movie no why are they not present because mm. they're probably defending something or fighting something they were not pre- I don't know why were they not present at Dunkirk or why were they not helping yeah because they get picked off by enemy territory I don't know
0: what trick is it? question they were there they were just inland. So the perception from all the soldiers on the beach is that they were not there, and they were not helping because they were all of these bombers. They're not bombers, but there were still planes that were coming through. Those were just the ones that happened to break through the defensive line.
1: So the, the German or the enemy bombers or whatever... Mm. Airplanes, the airplanes from the germ- airplanes, the airplanes, the airplanes. Night sky- the airplanes, 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 airplanes. Yeah. They fly like so like the Southwest airline planes that were yeah. coming through. That means the RAF were defending inland. Yeah.
0: Why? Because oh, so that's where the planes were.
1: So if they weren't doing that, then they would have seized them from the inland and killed them on the beach. Probably. And then the guy would have killed them and then he would have died. OK, next one.
0: And the beach. Um, According to Sir Kenneth... Wait, I need to turn this into a question. According
1: to Sir Kenneth?
0: (laughs) Kenneth Branagh. Who's that? Okay. How do I make this into a question? Okay. Roughly 30 Dunkirk survivors who were in their mid-90s attended the premiere in London, England. Wow. What did they say was louder than the actual bombardment at the time what was louder like what this wh- is a bad question the planes it's just the music is it the music was louder they're also 90- it was just an old man making a joke it's just supposed to be a fun oh, fact but you made oh, me turn it into a question oh. According to Sir Kenneth Branagh, roughly 30 D- uh, Dunkirk survivors who were in their mid-90s attended the premiere in London, England. When asked about the movie, they felt it accurately captured the event, but the soundtrack was louder than the actual bombardment, a comment that greatly amused writer, producer, and director Christopher Nolan. <laughs> it's too loud!
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it's, more like, it's more like, too loud. It's too loud, mate. It's too loud! I, can, I can't even hear anything! God, get bloody I've oh, got no ears left on my head! Now it's yet something older.
0: All All right.
1: My no, now you're
0: now you're now you're drunk. Okay. Oh. That's it. That's what they sound like. <laughs> I'm in a jungle, jung I'm in the jungle. Okay. What? Thanks, everyone for this Do you have any final thoughts on Dunkirk? Great movie.
1: I I, I am challenged to now go watch old movies and think about character development more. Yeah. Be more critical of him. You, I learned a lot from you, Marshall. Thank you, We Are Marshall.
0: I'm here to learn. I mean, teach. Matthew McConaughey. I'm here to kill. Conquer. Thank you. Um, Toast. Can I do the toast? Yeah.
1: This is a toast from our favorite, uh, one of the favorite office characters. He is at Andy's lunch party, and BJ Novak, or Ryan Howard, says, you know, they're doing toast back and forth, and he stands up, and he says, I want to do a toast. And we're like, okay. He goes, toast to the troops. And we go, ah, oh, we'll raise our glass, yes like, And he goes, both sides. And he sits down. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone goes, So on that note, to the to the troops, that's fitting. Both sides. Both sides. Both sides being British and American, okay? Yeah. Not the Germans.
0: Well, I mean, you know, the Germans weren't all evil. They're also a bunch of regular (laughs) (laughs) people. Again, let me just say. (laughs) Let me just get out let me just say. Not a fan of Nazis. No. no. But (laughs) (laughs) some good Joes in there. Yeah. Watch all Quiet on the Western Front. That's about World War One. Oh, but still. that
1: movie is good. Yeah, we'll do that one real quick. Right now. To we actually talked about both with, of them, and Danny. I watched
0: the 1931 with Danny. That's right. Um, I Toastmask. here's here's to here's to here's to boats not afloat. Here's to uh, planes, airplanes up in the air, and to nameless boys with, with modern, modern stylish hair. Dink it and think it. it. do you say it every time? Mm. They did have a very stylish haircuts. They cast. shot me on, Marshall. Um, Godspeed. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. This has been the show. We've talked about... Not Oppenheimer. Dunkirk, the movie directed by Oppenheimer. And I hope you liked it. Well, and next week, we'll talk about something. I don't know what it's going to be because these episodes are not set in stone, necessarily. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. It's the official podcast of The Great Go Do, the YouTube channel that I touch with my hands. And um, check out the show everywhere on wherever you can listen to podcasts. If you're listening to us on YouTube, watching it on YouTube, that's cool. And suggest it to your friends. Check out our episodes on other war things like um, the All Quiet on the Western Front, the old one and the new one, stuff like that. Um, Discord, Twitter, Inst- not Twitter, Discord, Instagram, Facebook, all in the description. Check it out. Um, that's all. I've been Marshall. I'm Aiden. Yeah you have to say and i've been i've been aiden nope and i've been and i've been oh because it's. oh you nailed it i did an episode with michael yesterday and it took him like a hundred takes and i've been see now you did it wrong and i've been there it is okay ready wait do i say and i've been my name and i've been okay because that's what ben says get it because it's a joke because i say i've been marshall and you said and i've been okay because it's like the end of the sentence yeah Okay everyone, thanks for listening to the listening, listening to the podcast. Check it out on the internet and share it with your friends. And that's all that's all folks. I've been Marshall. And I've been. Is that good? <laughs> good enough.